Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. Brian Semling is an experienced entrepreneur with over 25 years in business. He is the founder and CEO of Blitz Innovation. He has built several brands such as Brian's Toys, a collectible toy business, to several Amazon FBA brands like Strictly Bricks and Clever Creations. His latest adventure is Rovox, a modern athleisure footwear brand which can be found at rovoxfootwear.com. On the podcast, Brian will talk with other entrepreneurs and social media influencers about their entrepreneurial journey, from what it takes to start and run a business to how they may continue to grow their brands and where they see themselves in their businesses in the future. And now, here's your host, Brian Semling. Hi, welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. I'm Brian Semling, and we have Stephen Curran of Epistax today, the co-founder of Epistax. Stephen, nice to meet you today. Nice to meet you too, Brian. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, uh, it's been nice to get to chat with you for a few minutes here. And what I'd like to do is just have you uh, tell our audience a little bit about uh, your company and how uh, the journey that uh, led you to get started and, and where you're at today. Cool. Well, Epistax is an infrastructure platform. So what we do is we um, provision infrastructure through our platform as a service. Uh, our infrastructure is usually based off the most recent up-to-date technologies uh, that's used across industry, uh, from large-scale companies to startup companies. Uh, we do this by uh, provisioning via Terraform, and uh, we build out environments to suit different styles of companies. So if you're a startup company, we can give you an environment that's built more for startups, but it can grow very fast. So you can be sitting at 100 requests uh, coming into your system, and then after some funding and some growing, you might have 5 million requests. Well, your environment is built to handle that from day zero. So as soon as you click done on our platform, it's ready to go. Uh, and you can scale it out across multiple countries uh, within one hour. So tell us a little bit about what led you to start Epistax. I, I understand you were working as a, as a consultant or independent contractor in this space prior to... Um, starting Epistax a few years ago. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Um, so what happened was I was working as a consultant for many different companies. So I was working for large scale companies and small companies, and I was identifying a lot of similar problems uh, throughout that. So like small companies might have a POC concept in place and the infrastructure was designed for that. So they'd have to migrate from that to a more Kubernetes standard style of environment. Uh, whereas large scale companies would have a massive amount of tech debt and they wouldn't be able to scale or grow as fast. And um, just from working as a consultant, I just wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to see if I could build an environment that would solve both problems. So an environment that would reduce the tech debt for big companies or large medium-sized companies, but also be able to grow super fast for small companies. So start really cheap and really cost-efficient on AWS and then grow out and be able to grow to meet any demand that possible with very little hassle. So what I done was it was a major challenge. I wanted to do that and I wanted to do it for 1,000, 2,000 companies where it can be constantly reused. So I challenged myself and I'd done it. <laughs> so I was happy to say that. Um, when I finished it, uh, I was thinking, well, I'm actually on something. This is a good idea. This could really be beneficial. Um, this could save companies a lot of cost, a lot of torture, um, and just a lot of hassle. Because infrastructure is a hassle uh, for a lot of companies. So um, I founded Epistax then. And um, when I founded Epistax, I wanted to, just, I started it with that 
mindset where it was this was a company to help other companies our success is based on other companies success and we want to see them grow and be able to grow as fast as possible with no hindrance and um when i was doing my research i was just finding more and more information out it was amazing that um just the sheer cost of having devops teams and devops in general like aws cloud bills were high and um like the cost of having employees was high then employees might be in only one area so you don't have 24 7 coverage for your company so i brought a lot of, i wanted to solve a lot of them problems and brought it into epistacks as well and um how i solved them was like i was like we run as a sidecar to, to your business so if you're a small startup you might have one guy uh, either based out of the us or london or uh, spain or wherever it is uh but you'll have at the back end a massive team of engineers through epistacks that maintain and monitor everything that you've created through our platform 24 7 365 so you have that coverage like you don't have to worry about problems going down or like you might have an issue with your network we'll be on it um it'd be on it it sounds away. like you've off you offer scalability redundancy and reduced cost all at the same exactly. time so that companies can focus on where they're yeah. adding value instead of on their infrastructure which you're exactly yeah taking yes. care of largely for them engineers get to spend more time working on code refining code making it better making it scalable and reliable from a code perspective whereas epistacks will give you that leverage where you don't have to worry about kubernetes problems or infrastructure problems because we manage that on our side so your engineering time is better spent long term so- it sounds like your competitors out there there's companies that that try to assist with this but they're uh, they don't do exactly what you do. Maybe tell us a little bit what makes you different from uh, the competition. What, what makes us unique is that we spend a lot more, we offer a lot more services on top of that. Um, our typical competitors might offer a Kubernetes environment and that's it. And to give you the bare minimum, this is our Kubernetes environment. Your, your infrastructure engineers have to go in then and provision it properly. So you still need that team. You still need that coverage. And then, um, to sort of tie you in as well. So they, they, they use their own stuff, essentially. So they, 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 And they force that, like, so you can't properly leave easily. You'd have to actually re-migrate off systems. Epistacks is designed not for that reason. Um, we're really designed to help companies. We don't do that. We use the same um, clusters that anyone else would use. <laughs> um, so it's common. So like, you have that ability to move and change, and you don't really have to migrate that much, uh, which is really cool. And plus on top of that, like we do offer database services as well. So like if there's something that you really want to do or like your company has a dependency on it and you have to have, for example, Kafka, which is like a streaming, uh, so message streaming. Um, if they had a Kafka, if they needed a Kafka cluster to run and AWS doesn't provide that, then your your own internal team has to do it. And that can be, again, time consuming. Epistacks can take that off you because we can launch Kafka on your cluster and maintain it for you as well. Um, so again, we offer a bit more than just Kubernetes. Uh, we offer an environment as a whole. Um, it's more of a holistic solution than like solving part of the problem. You're solving a larger problem uh, to really allow the the teams, the companies to to focus on, uh, like you said, you know, the coding and kind of making their servicing their customers basically instead of trying to to get the uh, their lets them focus less at least on their their infrastructure so it sounds like you started just a couple years ago you came into this with a lot of experience and ideas and a challenge to yourself that you could 
in essence, uh, build this new solution. It sounds like things have gone tremendously well. Um, I know you're set up for uh, some big growth this year. What are some of the challenges that you faced? Because it sounds like it's been, you know, start to um, where we're at today, that things have gone tremendously well. Um, there must have been some challenges along the way that, uh, that you didn't expect. What, um, tell us yeah. about some of those. Rovox, where fashion meets fitness. Uh, I suppose my own naivety, I suppose, was a major challenge. Um, when I started the company, I, I really believed I could do it myself and I was going to be CEO and I could do all this and it was going to be amazing. It was going to be an amazing time. <laughs> I soon realized that that wasn't going to be the case. And what I done was when I realized like the potential that I had and the potential this company had to grow and to really help people, I knew that I didn't have all the knowledge to make it what it could be. And like to bring it to that level. So um, when I realized that, I instead of me becoming CEO and trying to run things myself, I brought in help. I brought in co-founders that could help me do that instead. So I brought in a business co-founder who will be like who's our CEO. And um, so he, he can take care of the business side of things. He he's very in-depth and in tune with that. And I brought in another software engineer who's like really top quality type of code code specialist i suppose uh so he like he can write code for anything and then um, he can build platforms and make sure it's like very user-friendly and user-efficient and they don't have to spend a lot of time whereas this is stuff i couldn't do by myself so by bringing them in i sort of designed epistacks to be more than what i could have brought to myself and that was just super beneficial um which is really good especially from the business end because i am an engineer uh, you know, I code and I build things and that's what I do. So bringing these guys in was just to formulate it properly and make it into more of a company. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a big thing, but it was paid off long term for sure. Yeah. Well, congratulations on making that uh, decision. I think that's probably a difficult decision to make, uh, but it sounds like the right one, basically kind of stepping back a little bit and building a team rather than relying on, like you said, primarily your own uh, exactly. abilities to do everything right so you put the right people to the right job and then you have a better chance of growing your company i suppose yeah um as opposed to you're trying to do things yourself i find a lot of software platforms have a struggle with that a good bit too yeah so, so yeah. good that was uh makes a lot of sense to me so as you um as you look to the future i know you're excited about this year so tell us maybe what uh, some of your your big plans are this year and and then further out as you look out the next you know couple to you know five years where do you see epistacks going yeah, well uh, currently we are um just getting set up in the us so we're hoping up to ramp up there we've got a big uh, recruitment drive for sales engineers and solution engineers uh based over there um sort of help us grow the company and um that's really our main goal right now uh, our other big goal we're going to launch more services we're going to offer more custom operators which will allow um software engineers better control over their apps um as well so like they can scale based on different um metrics instead of having just cpu and memory resources i know that's very technical but yeah so and yeah just more improvement and refinement and making it better more user efficient this year as we grow though um we're hoping to, like, to push forward into more um hosted cloud our own hosted cloud uh, our own private cloud environment where you can take the platform and sort of have it privately based out there for fintech companies really and like it's 
managed and maintained by people who are all certified, they're all compliant, they have all their compliance stuff done. So like you have that knowledge and efficiency that it's only yours and it is also easy to use. Um, so that's our current growth plan. Um, yeah, so growing uh, geographically, yeah. growing uh, the services of what you're currently offering and then potentially adding in some new avenues like uh exactly the, yeah. the servers themselves basically in essence exactly. putting you in competition with uh like aws but obviously in a very specific yes. uh focus for your clients probably right so a very niche market but yeah right it sounds like you're in the middle of an exciting opportunity right now building your team growing and uh some great stuff shifting gears uh personally for a minute what do you do to um to focus on keeping yourself fit and active or healthy basically while you're doing all of this uh while you're building this this company um i actually do a lot of stuff i'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie so i do a lot of power gliding and rock climbing really so like i might take an hour out of my day in the evenings i might go do some rock climbing or i might just take a weekend and go power gliding around europe someplace so, you um, say power gliding power gliding tell me what that is you essentially have a parachute strapped to your back and you kind of just run off a cliff and then you just sort of glide down to the ground. that's kind of what i thought that sounds pretty amazing you got to describe that uh what is that like uh, it's an amazing feeling um, <laughs> Just amazing views. Like just have like just doing that is just the only good word to describe it is amazing. So, so you're uh, in Ireland. Are you in a, a setting that has it sounds like rock climbing and the uh, the parachuting that you can do? Are you close to? Uh, yeah. Well, so. the benefit of Ireland is it's, it's a very small country, so everything's only a couple hours of drive. So, <laughs> so you can drive two hours to a cliff. And you can climb it, or you can um, drive to a mountain or something like that, and then you can climb it too. Some of the coolest ones are in South Africa. Um, Table Mountain, Cape Town, paragliding it is amazing. So, uh, so you said you're an adrenaline junkie. That sounds like it's uh, kind of peak adrenaline right there. So, do you do that on your own? Are there? Do you go with friends? Is it kind of a you know a group of people? Like what? Uh, yeah, uh, a bit of both. Sometimes I might. Some other guys might join me and sometimes don't. I'm licensed, so I can do it myself. <laughs> so okay. uh, I just pack up the car with the with the parachute and head off for the day. Does it ever, there's got to be times where it gets uh, not just adrenaline, but downright scary or uh, not? Is it less scary than it sounds like? Because it sounds uh, exciting, really. but also sounds a little risky. <laughs> it can sound risky, but you're always in control. So when you're always in control and you know what to do and you know the processes and you know everything, um, then it's fine. It's um, You can always maintain that level of control. All right. Well, that that sounds uh, fascinating. I'd like to see that. I don't think I'm ready to try it, but I would love to be like, you know, part of the uh, the group that goes out and kind of hangs out basically and see what see what it's like because that's not something that I've ever uh, in person before. So that's uh, that's pretty neat. All right. Well, um, that's fascinating. Rock climbing, it sounds like that's something you're able to do on a, a regular basis. You have access maybe to some, uh, are you close enough to get outdoors on a daily basis or is it some indoor rock climbing that? Uh... Uh, sometimes I do indoor, just practice. I keep it going. It rains a lot in Ireland. So um, right. it'd be hard to get the, the weather for it. Uh, but when you do get the weather for it, it's always nice to get out, spend a couple hours just climbing and being by yourself, I suppose. <laughs> Refreshing yeah. your 
no memory. <laughs> Well, those are some definitely some exciting, um, you know, sports and uh, activities. And it sounds like that probably keeps you by being able to do those that keeps you active and healthy, basically, I think. Right. Like that's kind of a um, if you can do the rock climbing, then that's putting you in. A, you just have to be fit or you probably just can't do it. Right. So that's it's kind of a prerequisite. I have a bit of strength. <laughs> right. So is there anything that I haven't asked today that you would like to uh like to cover um, questions that you wished I would have asked today not quite I don't think I mean we are launching in the US in February uh, and we're actually going to waive the original platform fees for new customers for six months so it's just maintenance fee uh, and that's it so it's pretty cool and that's really it I suppose yeah well good luck with that is your business currently like Europe focused or you're, you know European centric given that you're on the other side of the Atlantic or where is your current customer base basically as you're expanding to the US? Uh, it's, it is mainly Europe right now, uh, but as we expand and we plan to do Canada and the US, uh, we're ready for it. Our environments can handle anything that we throw at them. So um, it's pretty cool. I just have to start, you know, get it wrapped up, get things happening uh, across the sea. <laughs> Well, good luck with that. It sounds uh, it sounds very exciting. And how would a potential customer go ahead and get in touch with uh, you or Epistax to to learn more information? Yeah, uh, you can go to our website. It's kind of on the maintenance right now, but um, it's there. So you can go to epistax.com or you can um, email info at epistax.com. And that's uh, E-P-I-S-T-A-C-K-S dot com. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You'll be right in touch. Someone's always there. <laughs> Good deal. Well, it's been uh, fascinating to get to uh, know you today, Stephen, and to learn about uh, DevOps and your whole program in terms of helping with infrastructure. It sounds fantastic. It sounds like you're really onto something with creating um, efficiencies that, you know, so you've got systems that scale and bring down costs at the same time that work for startups as well as mid-sized to larger companies. And it sounds like you've made tremendous uh, growth in just your first couple years, and you're primed for a lot more um, growth in 2022 and beyond. So congratulations to, to get to this point. It sounds uh, like things have gone well, and good luck uh, as you head into the future, because there's a lot more in front of you than, uh, than behind you at this point, right? So, so good luck with all that. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. Well, it's been, Stephen, it's been nice to have you on the podcast today. Uh, thank you for your time. And I'm Brian Semley, and this is the Fit for Success podcast.